Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hello and welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Katrina Fava, your messy living expert. That's me. <laughs> so uh, welcome to Messy Adventures in Living, wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is. Thank you so much for clicking play, listening in, um, coming, being interested in this topic today. Um, so Messy Adventures in Living, What 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 is this? Thing called Messy Adventures in Living. If you've never joined us before, um, this radio show is really about all the places where you would like to challenge yourself um, away from a neat and organized and tidy life and embrace messy living. So what does that mean? Um, not having everything perfect, not having everything lined up straight, uh, making a choice, and then getting some awareness from the choice that you're making, and then choosing again, and then choosing again, and then choosing again. Um, messy adventures in living. So, what are we talking about today? Um, let me introduce myself first. Uh, my name is Petrina. I um, always struggle with uh, talking about who I am and what I do because I feel like um, it's not easy to define me and I don't even really wish to define me, but I'll tell you some things that I do in my life and some things that I play with. So I am a mom of three kids. They are 12 and nine and five and a half. And I am also a pediatric nurse here in Toronto. I work at the hospital for sick children. I've worked there for about 19 years. Um, I'm also an author of three very cool books. Um, Creations, Conscious Conception, Fertility, Pregnancy and Birth is one of them. Uh, possibilities in parenting is the one and my most recent one is The Power of Releasing Judgment. All amazing books that are collections of stories and chapters from amazing, amazing women that I've had the privilege to write with. Um, I am also a bar, Access Consciousness Bars and Body Process facilitator. Uh, about seven years ago, I was introduced to the tools of this cool modality called Access Consciousness, which I have really enjoyed playing with in my own life and changing some things and um, really giving me a new perspective on life. If you would like to check it out, you can uh, check out www.accessconsciousness.com to find out a little bit about what it is. We are going to be using some of the tools from this modality tonight during the radio show. So if you have questions, you can that out there. Uh, I'll explain more later. So today, our show is called Parenting from Fear. So talk about the messy adventure, right? How does it get any messier than parenting, for real? Um, <laughs> Have you ever said to yourself or heard people say, like, I, I'm i going to wait until my life is perfect before I have children, or you really shouldn't have children until you're ready? What? And if you're a parent, you know what a crock of shit that is, because there's no such thing <laughs> as being ready for parenting. There's a surprise around every corner. There is a messy adventure around every corner. Awesome. If you embrace it, it can be so much fun. So... um So 
parenting from fear. So does this sound like you? You worry that your kids will get kidnapped. You can't even fathom the idea of your children being seriously injured. You have nightmares about your children dying. You play out every possible worst-case scenario over and over and over again in your mind. You can't, you do everything possible to supervise your children's every move. And when you can't, you are absolutely sick with worry. Do you believe that a healthy dose of fear keeps your safe? Are you parenting from fear? Now, imagine that you're a passenger in a car. Would you feel more safe if the driver was making decisions based on fear? Or would you feel more safe if they were making decisions based on awareness? If you're parenting from fear, then you're distracted from what you really need to know. What if trusting your awareness and not being controlled by fear was actually the best way to protect your kids? Yeah, um, I love that analogy actually about being in the car. Um, I was just driving home, as a matter of fact, about 30 minutes ago from um, with all three of my children in the car from um, their swimming lessons. And I was thinking about this exact thing. And I was every, every once in a while when I drive, I have the thought or I, I have this thought that goes something like this. Oh, my God, I have all three kids in the car and I'm driving. I have their lives in my hands. One rocket could kill them all. Um, and I... I immediately just tell my brain to shut up because I need to drive. So, so, but I, but this is a great analogy because it's, imagine if you, if I got caught up or if you got caught up in that fear the whole way you were driving. So imagine if you went to change lanes and you were so afraid to change lanes because all three of your kids in the car are in the car and you, the risk and the, the potential loss involved is so scary to you that you're so afraid to change lanes um, or you're so afraid to drive the speed limit or whatever it is, does that actually make you a safer driver? No, that makes you a really scary, dangerous driver if you're constantly in freak-out mode while you're driving because your children are in the backseat of the car. Um, you know, it, isn't, it, isn't it better or can you be more aware if you shut the fear out, if you push the fear out of your universe and concentrate on driving and be in your awareness of the road, be in your awareness of the cars that are around you, be in your awareness of timing, of speed. You know, driving involves a lot of uh, extrasensory type awareness and not so much thought. Um, so I think this is a really great analogy. If you're driving from fear, you're an unsafe driver, truly. Um, so it's really very similar with parenting. If you're driving, if you're a parent and you're driving from fear, what are you actually creating? Are you actually keeping your kids safe? Are you creating more crazy um, potential for disaster because you are so focused on the possible horrendous outcomes and not being aware of everything that's actually possible. So I kind of want to start with that and look at what is fear and, you know, there seem, there's this prevalent um, belief 
of this thing called a healthy dose of fear. And I really want to challenge that on this radio show today because is is that true? Is there such a thing as a healthy dose of fear? And does a healthy dose of fear actually keep you safe? Or does it actually distract you from everything that's going on? So I'd like to, uh, if you have listened to this show before, you know that I do this. I uh, like to call myself a bit of a word nerd and I often go to etymology, the online etymology dictionary. I think it's so fascinating to look at the origin of words. So etymology is the study of the origin of words. Um, and when you take a look at the definitions of them from, you know, way, way back from the 10th, 11th, 12th century, it's so interesting to see how much words have changed and how much the meanings of words have changed and how much we have actually twisted them. Um, and uh, it's cool to tap into the energy of the words the way they were originally intended. So let's look at fear as defined by the online etymology dictionary. I have found some very interesting things. So fear as a noun is defined here from, from Old English as calamity. So remember, this is fear as a noun, okay? The definition is calamity, sudden danger, peril, and sudden attack, okay? Um, it also m meant ambush, harm, distress, deception. Um, now check this out. It says here a lengthened ver form of the verbal root per, P-E-R, whatever that means. Which mean, and this meant to try or risk. So it's, it's from like some Latin source. Oh, um, to try. Trial, risk. So isn't that interesting? Fear is a noun originally meant to try or to risk. Um, and what else did I have here? Okay. So, you know, I think over the, and then it says here, you know, over the years, this changed to a state of being afraid, uneasiness caused by possible danger, which I think is kind of how we seem to define it more these days, like fear as a, as a feeling. Um, but if you look at the original definition that I just read, fear as a noun actually meant calamity, sudden danger, peril, and sudden attack. And for me, when I look at I, I wonder, have we misidentified fear as a feeling or um, a feeling of some potential danger rather than actually an awareness of what is? Do you get the difference? So if fear meant calamity, danger, peril, sudden attack, and, you know, imagine, you know, you're in, you're in a war and fear is your awareness of danger, awareness of real danger. And fear these days as we define it, or anyway, is fear is apparent. And in recent years, this like increasing um, sense of fear-based parenting is more of a sense, a feeling of impending doom that is irrational, okay? Um, so, so what does that mean? Um, if we look at, sorry, I also want to look at fear as a verb. And so, so fear, is, fear is a verb 
no, sorry, sorry. There was something else that I wanted to look at here. Now I can't find it. Something about God-fearing. Maybe I'll look at it during the break and get back to it. Oh, here we are. Okay, so I also read here, Etymology Online, a quote from a book called The Religion of Duty. So I'm just going to read this. The sense of state of being afraid, uneasiness caused by possible danger. And then it says, a feeling of dread and reverence for God from the 14th century. To put the fear of God into someone, to intimidate, to cause to cower. Um, from a, from the common religious phrase, the extended use was often at first in colonial context. Thus, then, we seek to put the fear of God into the natives at the point of the bayonet and excuse ourselves for the bloody work on the plea of the benefits which we intend to confer afterwards. Okay, so never mind the word. I don't totally understand all of those words, but if you can get the energy of that. Thus, we seek to put the fear of God into the natives at the point of the by excuse ourselves for the bloody work on the plea of the benefits which we intend to confer. Like this energy of um, putting the fear of God into the natives so as to excuse ourselves. So it kind of makes me get wonder how much fear is used to control, right? So in this sense, um, and this is a quote from 1905, how much did people when they were at war or taking over land from natives, how much were they actually putting the fear of God into them in order to control and to take over land? Um, I just think fascinating. So everything that, everything that brings up, so all the energy around that, um, fear as a means to control and um, everywhere we've been controlled by fear, all of the energy that comes up for you um, listeners as you're listening to that, would you like to destroy and uncreate all of that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, talk, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So that phrase that I just said is the access consciousness clearing statement. Um, you can find some information about it. It has its very own website, www theclearingstatement.com. It's one of the tools of access consciousness that we use. When we talk about something and a whole bunch of energy comes up, you can say that phrase and it can clear all the junk that's attached to it. So, wow, (laughs) that's a lot. We're going to go to break. (laughs) And when we come back, we are going to look at why not fear. Why should we not use fear um, as a healthy dose to keep kids safe? What what does it actually create when we're using fear and what else is possible besides fear? So you're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with myself, Petrina Fava, your host, and we are talking about parenting from fear today. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be 
if you were willing to get messy with your choices. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the U.K., 033-0001-0625. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living with myself, Petrina Fava. We are talking about parenting from fear today. So are you a parent? And were you were you parented? <laughs> are you a child and did you ever have parents? So if you are one of those, you're in the right place. So I want to ask you, what comes up around this topic for you, parenting from fear? What is it that that what are you, is it that you are afraid of? So I, you know, what is it about parenting specifically that I mean, we're afraid of lots of things in our lives, right? But I don't know about you, but something happens when you become a parent or we choose something when we become parents. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, I remember when I had my first daughter, I had this crazy amount of fear that felt very irrational right from the most born. I mean, it started even before she was born. Well, we won't even get into that on this call. That's another call. <laughs> but um, I remember being in the mall one day with my mom and my daughter was like maybe three weeks old in the stroller and I felt like I couldn't even take two steps away from the stroller because I thought somebody would grab her out of the stroller and run off. So what are all these crazy irrational fears that seem to come up when we become parents? So what is it? What is it specifically about parenting and what is it specifically about children that has a soul tied up in knots and tied up in such extreme worry for their safety. Um, you know, I, I think something something that comes up for me is that there's something very unique about the love that you have for your child. Um, have you ever heard the quote that says, uh, before I had a child, I never knew what it's like to have my heart outside my body? Um, there's something so tremendous and so enormous about the love that we have for our children. Um, and it seems that we have the belief that the natural byproduct of such enormous love 
is the fear of loss. So there, there seems to be this like commonality or belief or something connected to the fact that we have this tremendous love for our children that is different from a lot of other relationships that we have in our lives. And coupled with automatically comes with this absolutely enormous loss, fear of loss of for them. So, you know, what is that? Have you ever wondered what is that? Where does that come from? So one of the tools of access is a question. So access is a modality that really encourages you to ask questions rather than draw conclusions. And one of the questions um, that we use to change things is a question that goes, who does this actually belong to? Is this mine or someone else's? So every time I talk about parenting or being a mom, I'm so aware of the enormous amounts of belief, points of view, um, you know, judgments, conclusions around this topic. It's huge. So, you know, my fear when my daughter was born a few weeks afterwards felt so, so, so irrational. And I didn't have the tools then, but, you know, now I can look at that and go, God, was that even mine? How many people was I aware of? What was I aware of um, that was... And I was just owning it as mine. Was I aware of my mom's fear who was with me? Was I aware of uh, people around me? I almost feel like when you're pregnant and you have a child in your body, something happens to your awareness. So awareness, you can call awareness something else, like instinct, um, you know, your spidey sense, <laughs> that kind of thing. But I really have the sense that there's something that happens when you have another being in your body that really increases your your level of awareness. Um, if you think about what happens when you're pregnant, there's two of you. In, in There's two beings sharing a body. And so, you know, you can look at how aware was I in those weeks, especially immediately after birth of my baby. I mean, we could go all kinds of places with this. You know, did does your baby have past life stuff that comes up? And when they're born, are you aware of it all? So, you know, it might sound crazy, but if if you if you look at the possibility that we have multiple lifetimes, is it possible that that being your child is carrying stuff about death? Um, you know, imagine that that child died from some catastrophe, um, maybe multiple times. Is it possible that we're so hyper aware of all their past life stuff? Um, and we are perceiving it and we're owning it as ours. Uh, how many moms are we aware of when we become moms? And how many of their fears are we aware of? Yeah. Okay. So, so you might want to ask when you are in this tremendous amount of fear, is this really mine or someone else's? And also linked to that is nowadays, let's say in the last... 20, 30 years, it probably goes back more, but I guess that's <laughs> at least what I'm aware of. Um, there's something has happened in parenting where we've we've become so um, so much. There's such a culture of micromanaging and helicopter parenting, um, and it's in the media. We have so much access to media more than ever before. So it's on TV, it's on the internet, 
Um, it's everywhere. So how much of our fears around kidnapping, sickness, death, um, all kinds of things are not ours and are actually being projected at us from television, from other parents, from our friends, from our family. So is all of this fear really ours? Is it really truly ours? Or does it belong to someone else, the population at large? Are we buying into things that we hear on television? Are we aligning and agreeing with them and then buying into them and acting on them? So um, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, pertaining to parenting is how much parenting's changed, not just from a sense of fear, but also from a sense of responsibility. Um, if you think, if I think back to my grandparents' days and, you know, living on a farm and they didn't have TV and they didn't have internet and, um, you know, they had 10, 11, 12 children, there was no micromanaging, right? I mean, they weren't taking their kids to swimming lessons and they weren't taking their kids to piano lessons and they weren't, um, you know, driving their kids to school, they were not micromanaging their lives the way we do these days. You get up, you take care of, you know, the farm, you take care of the animals, you get up, you go, you live. You kick your kids outside, they're playing in the field, they're playing with the cows, they're playing with the goats, they're playing with each other. Um, and there was no, I feel like there was not the same sense of obligation to create your children's reality. You just kind of got up in the morning and you all lived your lives. You know, these days I feel like we have this sense of responsibility to actually create our children's lives for them. Uh, so set up experiences for them. Make sure we have enough money to send them to trials. Um, make sure we we uh, enroll them in Taekwondo and make sure that they have a chance to try every instrument. We really... Um, we really value creating their universe for them. If you look at that, what is that actually setting up? And then when we can't micromanage, you know, does fear start to, does the fear, so so with this, it's not so much of the fear of injury or fear of death, but there seems to be this fear of lack of success for your children or a fear of not providing everything possible for them. You know, are you afraid that, you know, if you don't, provide all these experiences for them that they will not be successful. If you don't have annual vacations to, you know, Mexico, if you if you don't, um, you know, all these things that we set up for them, are we afraid that we are, our children will not have success because we have not created it for them? So everything that brings up, let's clear all that. So everywhere you have decided that it's your responsibility to create your child's future, and to create your child's life, and that if you don't do it, they won't be successful and it will be all your fault. Can you destroy and uncreate all of that? Wow. <laughs> right, wrong, good and bad, pot and punk, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So how much do we fear failing our children? And how much do we make decisions based on fear of failing them? And what if we used awareness instead? So let's go to break. When we come back, I'm going to talk more about using awareness instead of fear and what that creates and how that can actually create some greater. So you are listening to Messy Adventures in Living on A2Zen.fm. I'm your host, Petrina Favo. We are talking about parenting from fear today. Don't go anywhere. 
Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices. Are you driving with the engine warning light on when it comes to listening to your body? Pull over and come to a three-day body class with Juna Guter. Is now the time for learning the language of your body? Is now the time to change what isn't working? Now is the time. Juna will be in Toronto and Europe in May, facilitating the three-day body classes and the Right Body for You taster classes. Is your body asking for this? Take action and register now on the AccessConsciousness.com website. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S., 815-880-8255 in Canada 613-800-8736 in the UK 033-0001-0625 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm you can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at patrinafava.com now, here's Katrina with more Messy Adventures. Hello and welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Katrina Fava, and today we're talking about parenting from fear. So before we go on, I just want to talk a little bit about a very cool book that I contributed a chapter in, and this book is called Possibilities in Parenting. You can find it on Amazon.com, Possibilities in Parenting, edited by Sadie Lake and published by uh, Erica Glessing of Happy Publishing. So this is a phenomenal book um, with contributions from a whole bunch of amazing, amazing people, many of them who are um, using the tools of access consciousness in their own lives. And actually, one of the chapters in this book was um, contributed by the founder of Access Consciousness himself, Gary Douglas. Um, you know, if you're a parent or even if you're not a parent, if you uh, work with kids or play with kids or you were a kid, this is a really cool book to grab. There's a lot of amazing, amazing tools. Um, but be warned, not your typical parenting book. Let me tell you, this is a lot of very, there's a lot of very out of the box thinking in this book. Um, there's some, some topics in here that are possibly even controversial. As a matter of fact, the editor of this book described my chapter as controversial, which is hilarious because I don't think I've ever done anything controversial in my life, but I think I'm going to change that because I'll tell you it's kind of fun to be controversial. <laughs> so my chapter is actually called Toolbox for Bullied Kids. And in it, it's got a whole bunch of tools that you can use, um, to change bullying, and it's a very unique look at bullying. Uh, I really would encourage you to grab this 
uh, book. Uh, you can look in the archives on adazen.fm. I also did a, a show about this book, about uh, Toolbox for Bullied Kids and Possibilities in Parenting. So you can look way back in the archives of Messy Adventures in Living and find it and then listen to that show as well. Yes. Okay, so before we went to break, talking about parenting from fear and where all this fear actually comes from and a tool from Access called Who Does This Belong To that you can use whenever fear comes up, especially any fear, but especially when the fear seems so ridiculously irrational. Um, it, are those fears really yours? Are you buying them from someone else? Are you buying them from your parents? Are you buying them from television? Are you buying them from what's around you? Um, a little bit about for me, um, fear... Of course, you know what, I just want to say what I love about um, Access Consciousness is that when you become a facilitator, the, the, the founder of Access, Gary Douglas, often encourages you to do uh, classes and telecalls and radio shows on topics that you yourself um, are challenged with. And so, yeah, I do that a lot on this show and I love it. It's so much fun and I get so much out of it myself. And I'll tell you, this is a hot thing for me. I mean, I, I struggle with um, fear in my a lot around my kids, specifically fear of death and fear of losing them. And some of the context, just to help you understand, is I've been a pediatric nurse for 19 years, and I've I worked on the multi-organ transplant unit at the kids in Toronto, and I've watched so many families lose their children, and I've watched so many families um, deal with these illnesses and chronic illnesses, acute illnesses, like lengthy hospitalizations that um, are so taxing and stressful. And so I've had almost 19 years of like kind of swimming in this energy of fear. And I realized at some point that this was not creating greater for my children because I would come home and I would be paranoid about everything they touched. I would be paranoid about everything they ate. I would be paranoid about them choking. I'd be paranoid about them going outside without a helmet on. Like, talk about, I so much wanted to bubble wrap my kids. And at some point, I just went, okay, no, because I know that this is not generative. This is not creative. I'm not going to create independent, free um, <laughs> children who, who are experiencing living if I'm parenting from fear. So, you know, how how much of what's what's in your surroundings is impacting the way you parent and is impacting your level of fear. So just take a look at that, and I would really encourage you to use this tool. Who does this belong to? Is this mine? And once you get that it's not yours, you can just let it go. You don't even have to know who it belongs to. It's not yours. What do you know? What's in your awareness? Okay, so let's look at fear and what it is about fear that is um, distracting. So what I get is when you function from fear, so again, I'll take m my life as an example. I fear very specific, specific things when it comes to my children. I fear that they will get hit by a car, that they'll have a severe brain injury. I fear that they'll catch this like crazy rare illness that will devastate them. Um, so if I lead with that, if I if my brain is constantly going with those thoughts, and a lot of fear is thought and not awareness. So if I lead with those thoughts and I focus my actions on the thoughts of my children might get hit by a car, my children might catch the illness, um, and I focus on I focus doing something to prevent those things, then I'm going to miss 
all the other possibilities. All I'm focusing on is those things that I'm fearful of. So that's why fear does not protect your children because it's like going through life with blinders on. You're only looking at those things that you're afraid of in your universe. You're only looking at very specific possible dangers. So what I'm I'm not saying like, you know, consider all the possible dangers because God knows <laughs> God knows I do that very well. Um but what I'm saying is instead of functioning from thoughts of fear, if you could lower your barriers and have awareness of everything that's going on, then you will know what's required whether uh, intervening is required, whether maybe you shouldn't go to the pool that day because, uh, you know, there'll be, I don't know, some catastrophe. Um, you can have awareness if you don't function from fear. So how do you do that? How do you, how do you not function from fear of your children getting injured or fear of your children dying? So this is what I do. And it might sound a little bit crazy, but would you be willing with the possibility of losing your children? Would you be willing? Oh, <laughs> okay, that's a no, Bob. So <laughs> would you be willing to lose your children? So, okay, so everything that brings up, will you destroy it and create it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, puck, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So, and of course, I hear so many of you screaming, hell no, I have no way I would ever be willing to lose my children. But you have to get that what this does is when you lower your barriers completely and you get really raw and you go into being willing for that thing to happen, that thing that you're resisting so much, that's how you can tap more into your awareness and how you can get rid of that crazy fear. If you're willing to be with that thing that you're most resisting, it often disappears. And then ask a question like, what do I know? Um, so I would encourage you to practice that a little bit. And going into the fear and being willing, willing to lose your children is not imagining what it would be like to lose your children, because that's a little bit of crazy brain too. Have you ever done that where you're like, oh my God, and, that, and you like go over and over in your head, you know, the death of your children or something like that. That's not really what this is. That's something different and that's not really generative or that doesn't really create a different, a greater policy. This is the willingness to be vulnerable rather than not look at it. So a lot of times um, something would come up for me when I first started using the tools of access and I would get some energy of the possibility of death of my children and I right away would say the clearing statement. So I would go, okay, pod and pock that, which is a short way of, of saying the right, wrong, good, bad, and pod, pock, oh, nine shorts, boys and beyond. So I would have this idea or have an energy of um, something related to death or injury or loss of my children and right away I would go, oh, pod and pock that. And that's not, that's actually resistance and that's an unwillingness to look at it. And you know, what you resist persists. So if you would really like to change this energy of fear, resisting it is not going to change it. And judging it is not going to change it. What's going to change it is being willing to be vulnerable, lowering your barriers. It's going to be uncomfortable. 
it's really uncomfortable. Um, but who says uncomfortable is bad? And so if you're willing to lower your barriers and sit with that um, possibility of loss of your children, would you be able to tap into your awareness a little bit more than if you were reacting from fear? Okay, wow, just a little bit of a heavy topic here on Innocent, <laughs> on Messy Adventures in Living. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I also want to, um, there's, there, there's a, a tool in access called Choice Creates Awareness. And again, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, how much of parenting is a messy adventure? How much of parenting is choice? creates awareness. So you try something with your kids and then either it works out well or it doesn't work and you you then go, okay, well, scrap that or yes, let's try that again and choose again and again. So choice creates awareness. Awareness doesn't really create choice. So I think we seem to have this belief that if, we're, if we have information or if we know something, then we can make a choice. So what if the opposite of tr- is true? And what if choice creates awareness, not Safety creates awareness. Like, are you are you using safety to have awareness to give your kids awareness? Or are you using fear to give your kids an awareness? Or are you to give them in an attempt to give them awareness? Or are you putting rules in place in the hopes that your kids will learn something? Um, you know that doesn't really work. Choice creates awareness. Um, Fear doesn't create awareness. Lectures don't create awareness. Rules don't create awareness. We need to be able to give our kids choice and let them live and let them try things and then have their own awareness around what something, if something works and if it doesn't. Um, so there's a, I posted uh, in the Facebook um, event for this radio show a couple of cool memes or quotes and one of them is hilarious it's a little cartoon that goes um honey when you grow up i want you to be assertive independent and strong-willed but while you're a kid i want you to be passive pliant pliable and obedient so when you grow up i want you to be assertive but for now when you're a kid you need to be passive and pliable and obedient and oh my god this kills this just makes me laugh because i I, this is like in my face every day parenting. I'm so aware of how much I do this because I really do desire for my children to be strong and independent and assertive and, you know, not take no for an answer and, you know, to challenge people and to challenge adults and to not be these pathetic little children. And then I get frustrated when they don't listen to me <laughs> or I get, um, you know, I get afraid and I want to control them. So I feel like that's such a great... Um, such a great quote like we want them to be assertive when they grow up but for now while we're parenting them we want to control them so does that work and how does controlling them now create assertive independent and strong-willed children later Um, so we are going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk more about fear and what else is possible with parenting besides fear. So you're listening to Messy Adventures in Living on A2Zen.fm. Self Patrina Fava. We're talking about parenting from fear. Come back in a couple minutes. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? 
Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada 613-800-8736, in the U.K. 033-0001-0625, or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. We're talking about parenting from fear today. I'm Petrina Fava. Thanks for um, coming back after the break. So before we went to break, we were talking about um, how fear really distracts you from knowing what you actually need to know and that parenting from fear can actually be more detrimental um, and actually put your kids more at risk because now you're wearing blinders and you're only looking at what your logical brain thinks is a danger and not having the awareness of every possible thing um, that's happening in your universe and in your child's universe and choosing to um, be or do something different. And that's the thing with fear, right? Fear um, fear puts you into reaction. And when you're in reaction, you're not in choice. So fear puts you into reaction and takes you out of choice. So if you're always afraid, then you're functioning from a conclusion about possible dangers. And you might actually miss something that does not match your conclusion, right? Um, you may see a danger that you haven't considered with your logical mind. And that's the thing with awareness is that awareness bypasses your logical mind, puts you in touch with what you know. Um, so 
let's look at, I wanted to look at some assumptions, some assumptions that we make when we think that we have to protect our children. So this is, you know, one of the things about parenting, a conclusion or a point of view that we have, that it's our job to protect our children from every possible harm that's out there. And when we have this point of view, there's a whole bunch of judgments, yes, judgments and conclusions and assumptions there. So let's take a look at them and maybe uh, destroy some of them, shall we? So one one of the assumptions right off the bat is that Kids are not as smarter, that we're smarter than them, and that they don't know that they can get hurt. Um, they don't have experience. They don't have life experience. Therefore, they can't know. This is crap. <laughs> okay, this is crap. It's not true. Kids know a lot of things. And, you know, what I've learned by watching my three children is, you know, they're actually in touch with their awareness and with their knowing, with their gut, with their instincts, so much more than we are as adults. Um, if you think about a baby when they're born, when a baby is born, how does a baby know how to nurse? You know, a baby, if you lie a baby on their mom's tummy, will wiggle its way up to that breast and 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 feed because it knows instinctively that it needs food. So, you know, we're thinking about thought and and logic, but maybe there's something else, and that's what kids have, and that they are functioning so much more from their awareness. Um, you know, what if we just need to give kids information? So there's a difference between um, being hypervigilant and protecting them from everything and giving them information. So giving them information would be something like, hey, you know, if you put your hand on that burner, it's going to hurt. <laughs> you know, if you touch the stove, your hand will get burned. Um, it's information. It's different than fear-mongering or, or um, being hypervigilant and, and, and overprotecting. So what if we could give kids information and what if we could acknowledge what they already know and when we acknowledge what they already know we're empowering them you know here um does anybody ever say to you i know you better than you know yourself that oh my goodness isn't that so gross (laughs) really how disempowering is that when we tell that to kids i know you i know better than you i think a lot about um, how much we push children to eat and how much we are afraid. Like my, two of my kids are these the skinniest, scrawniest, little tiniest things you will ever see. And my crazy nurse brain sometimes gets all tangled up in that. And a lot of times I have to back off and go, my kids know their body. My kids know their body. Do you remember being a kid and your parents were forcing food down your throat and you were like, my stomach hurts. I'm full. I'm going to puke in a second. But because we have a point of view of about a certain volume that children are supposed to eat, we push that on them. And because we're afraid they're going to get sick and die if they don't eat or they're going to be malnourished. Please, people, children know their bodies. They know their bodies. Let them choose. They're not as stupid as we think they are. They know a lot. And sometimes, guess what? They know more than we do. Ha! Huh. So what other assumptions do we have? How much time do we have? My goodness. Oh, my goodness. We only have four minutes. Okay. So lots of other assumptions. Um, we also think that if we're hypervigilant, we're going to protect them. And, you know, we know that this is not true. Things happen. Um, things show up. We can't. Being hypervigilant does not protect kids. Being aware protects kids. I want to leave you with this. Uh, last summer, my my middle daughter, she is now nine. She, I was at work and she broke her arm, basically. She was at the park with my husband. She was on the monkey bars. She fell and she broke her arm quite badly. She broke it in two places and um, she had to have, 
and the whole bit. So while I I was with her, I was thinking to myself, on the way home, I stopped actually at a park and I sat by some water and I was in this most incredibly peaceful state. I was in such a great place. The world, my universe was awesome. And I was asking myself, why did I not know that something bad was happening? I was like questioning my awareness. And then I got something. And I thought that actually nothing was wrong. I was so much in judgment of my own awareness. Like, why did I know that something bad was happening? I could have rushed home. and but I was in such a beautiful place. And the fact is that nothing was wrong. The fact that she, her arm was not wrong. Was it uncomfortable? Yeah, it really was. She was uncomfortable. She was in pain. She had to have surgery. There was all kinds of appointments. It was not fun. But you know what? It wasn't wrong. Not Everything that happens that we think is wrong is wrong. Sometimes things like breaking your arm can actually contribute to your life. Choice creates awareness. What awareness did my daughter get about climbing the monkey bars? What awareness did she get about her body that summer? Her arm is awesome. She got to know about the muscle of her body and how beautifully it heals. The doctors told her she might have complications and I encouraged her to use this tool from Access called Interesting Point of View. And you know what? She has had no complications. So what awareness did she get from that experience? So many. So parenting from fear. I'm going to leave you with this. Remember that what you see is what you look for. There's another quote that I happen to find. What we see depends, depends mainly on what we look for. So what are you looking for when you are parenting from fear? Are you looking for all the possible dangers? And what if you started looking for something else? What if you started looking for the joy? What if when your kids are climbing the monkey bars, instead of looking for the dangers, you look for the fun that they could have, the muscles they're exercising? What pains depends mainly what we look for. So what are you looking for? Thank you so much for joining me today on this call, Parenting from Fear. What else is possible when we parent from awareness? See you next week. Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We'd love to have you join us again. Until then, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.